A reading from Matthew chapter 10, beginning with verse 24. Disciples aren't greater than their teacher, and slaves aren't greater than their master. It's enough for disciples to be like their teacher and slaves like their master. If they have called the head of the house Beelzebub, it's certain that they will call the members of his household even worse names. Therefore, don't be afraid of those people because nothing is hidden that won't be revealed and nothing secret that won't be brought out into the open. What I say to you in the darkness, tell in the light. And what you hear whispered, announce from the rooftops. Don't be afraid of those who kill the body but can't kill the soul. Instead, be afraid of the one who can destroy both body and soul in hell. Aren't two sparrows sold for a small coin? But not one of them will fall to the ground without your father knowing about it already. Even the hairs of your head are all counted. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Therefore, everyone who acknowledges me before people, I also will acknowledge before my father who is in heaven. But everyone who denies me before people, I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven. Don't think that I've come to bring peace to the earth. I haven't come to bring peace but a sword. I've come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. People's enemies are members of their own household. Those who love father or mother more than me aren't worthy of me. Those who love son or daughter more than me aren't worthy of me. Those who don't pick up their crosses and follow me aren't worthy of me. Those who find their lives will lose them. And those who lose their lives because of me will find them. Thanks be to God for this holy word. Have you ever been cussed out? It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good in your heart or your spirit. For someone to spew insults, hatred, anger, say, you blankety blank. Now, there are lots of reasons that you can be cussed out, but we don't usually think it will be for our discipleship, for acting on our faith in Jesus. But that's some of what I hear Jesus say in this passage. This is a continuation of a passage that was a part of the lectionary last week where Jesus is commissioning the 12. And at one point he says, look, I'm sending you out as sheep among the wolves. Here Jesus says, disciples are not greater than their teacher. So if people are calling me Beelzebub, then get ready. As I send you out, you're going to get this too. The insults, the hatred, maybe a cussing out. When I was young and first in church work, I was surprised and dissolved into tears during my first few cussing outs, especially when they came from church members, for not leading like the former youth minister, for trying to change a long-standing tradition that I thought was a barrier, for spending too much time at one church in a two-point charge. Now, people would tell me, don't take things so personally, but that was hard because I thought I was doing the right thing in my ministry. 
One day, a church member came into my office and asked for a donation for a Sunday school class project. Now, this wasn't in my family's budget to give to, but I gave him a small check. He said something very rude about my lack of generosity, and I dropped what I was holding, which made a loud noise, and said something rude right back to him. Neither one of us showed our discipleship in that exchange. Now, looking back on those situations, I realize that those who insulted me were scared. Maybe things were changing too fast for them, or they thought that they were going to lose their power or place in the church. People often lash out when they are fearful. If you come across someone who is uncharacteristically aggressive, you might consider if they're afraid of what's happening or if there's an unknown in their future. Jesus says of the people who may insult or cuss out the disciples, have no fear of them for nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered and nothing secret that will not become known. We aren't to have fear of those who are angry or insulting our stance or our discipleship if we are following the teaching of Jesus if we are on an authentic mission to spread his love. Now, sometimes we get a cussing out because we're being stupid or stubborn, and that's a totally different thing. But if we're acting on our faith and what we understand as just and loving, even if our confidence doesn't kick in, we need to lean on the confidence we have in God. Bold discipleship can be difficult. Doing something for the first time, opening a door to a new path, or sticking your neck out for the life and love of God's children is nerve-wracking in the least. Jesus says two things here that seem kind of opposite in tone, but they tell us that God has us in these situations and that we should lean in on the confidence of God. One that we are precious. We are of immense value. God knows us intimately. Every hair on our head is counted. Yes, there's anger out there and I'm sending you to the wolves, but not because I don't value you, because I do. Second, that the Prince of Peace also brings a sword to cut down and rearrange our priorities and loyalties when they don't put God first. No excuses, no fear. Take up the cross of Christ, the cross of unconditional love, mercy, grace, and go. Don't rely on your own confidence or wait till you feel adequate. Go with that of Jesus. Since the times that I was a young pastor, there have still been a handful of times where I've been cussed out or not called Beelzebub, but a heretic or a non-Christian. And I've tried not to be intimidated or back down, which means I'm leaning into the confidence I have in God and not necessarily myself. I've gotten many calls and letters from people who are quite angry that I'm a woman pastor and a pastor of a church affiliated with the Reconciling Ministries Network. I don't think it's just the maturity of age, but my maturity in faith that has helped me to respond to these people like a follower of Jesus should. 
I don't fall apart and cry anymore, although the words still hurt. I imagine there's fear mixed with their anger about our church being open to something they aren't, or that changes are happening that they don't want, that they don't think are faithful. The last time this happened to me, And some strong language came at me from someone outside my local church who wanted me to roll back a decision I had made that my church council had made with the Spirit's guidance. I felt a strength come over me that allowed me to say that we weren't going to change our decision. What we were doing was a sign of grace and love for the larger community. We were going to stick with our actions and move forward. That which has been covered up especially because of fear, will become uncovered, will be proclaimed from the rooftops. When I think about the need for bold discipleship, I think about one of my predecessors at Woodlawn United Methodist, John Rutland. John Rutland was pastor of our church during civil rights, and he preached and worked for desegregation, and he had a cross burned in the yard of his parsonage because of it. Or I think about Dietrich Bonhoeffer and Martin Luther King Jr., who seem like giants, but they were real people like you and me. And they were put in jail and both eventually killed because they wouldn't back down for their preaching that called out the injustice and hate of political leaders. Or Paul, some of the first disciples that Jesus is speaking to in this passage that were imprisoned and some martyred for the sake of starting the church and growing the body of Christ. You might think, how did they do that? How did they have that kind of bold faith? How did they risk their lives? I don't think it was for them or from them, but they leaned into the confidence they had in God. May it be so for us 